This is Cinema Degeneration. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing that. Just some things you gotta do. We all go a little mad sometimes. You wanna know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? You just can't let them go? Go! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Please, God. This is God. The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. And your suffering will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They all flow down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Boy, our introductory show tonight features our Grindhouse Pizzeria, which is dedicated to all things Grindhouse and exploitation. Whether it's extra cheesy or loaded with meat, you'll always get a belly full of hot, nasty goodness. Come on in, pull up a chair and grab you a slice. Freak Show Entertainment is proud to present the most explosive film you'll see this year. Catherine was a God-fearing girl, robbed of her innocence. She was raped and left for dead. But the scoundrels who did this to her forgot one important thing. To make sure that bitch stayed dead. Run, bitch, run. Now she's a one-woman army hell-bent on revenge. And nothing can stop her from killing the people that did this to her. Marla, don't call her a whore. Click, a man of simple pleasure. And Lobo, a real lady killer. Run, bitch, run. It's jam-packed with white bitches, black bitches, Asian bitches, holy bitches, dirty bitches, and even bitches on bitches. Run, bitch, run. It's balls deep in violence, blood, forbidden love, and sex. Sex, sex. If you only see one exploitation movie filled with thrills, spills, and chills this year, make damn sure it's this motherfucker. Run, bitch, run. Starring Dick Bip, young Michael Myers and Rob Zombie's Halloween, and Playboy's Christina De Rosa. This time, payback really is a bitch. Alrighty, folks, welcome once again to Grindhouse Pizzeria on the Cinema Degeneration Network. It's been a while since we visited the old pizza pie restaurant, but we are back with the vengeance. Uh, this week, we got something a little unique for you, more of a modern-day Grindhouse exploitation film. We are doing the Run, Bitch, Run from 2009, directed by Joseph Guzman. And as usual, my usual cohort in crime, my good buddy Tommy K, Tom Commissar is with us. How are we doing today, Tom? I'm looking forward to checking out this movie and talking about it. And uh, hell yeah, it's going to be uh, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah, this is a, this was another one that you know uh, I, I usually get suggestions through Tubi TV, you know, and I get suggestions through Amazon Prime and Netflix. They're usually like, eh, 
the, the, none, of them, none of them ever look interesting. But Tubi is usually really on it with uh, what I have curated on my my listening profile or watching, you know, visual profile. And this one looked uh, good, you know, and it, it, it's a good movie. You know, we talked a little bit, but you know, beforehand about it. It's a good movie, not a great movie, but for a more modern, yes, 2009, so it's 12 years old, but it's a more modern a grindhouse exploitation is filmed to made it to make it look like they never say quite what year it is but i'm kind of guessing it's like a 77 78 right you know but uh, they do a really good job of making it look you know legit like like this could have easily been a lost film in between you know you know phantom of the park and you know i spit on your grave and things like that well that was the thing that immediately <clears throat> drew me to this movie i actually bought this on dvd like several years ago um obviously right off the bat the title run bitch run you know it's like it's among those great titles like don't fuck in the woods you know what i mean it's just like great right. title. it's like oh i have to watch that you know like so i saw run bitch run on something don't know what i what i, I read something about it. saw probably a promo poster or something and uh, i bought it and i watched it and it's it's been quite a while i did re-watch it off of tubi uh, to kind of get re refresh on, but I remember it, and it was one of those ones where, like, yeah, it was exactly what I wanted. Like, as far as that that gritty, uh, kind of older looking, you know, it they went for the grindhouse look, they went for the grindhouse story, and they and they achieved that. Um, it's um, it's 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 greasy, grimy, gritty, and nasty, and uh, it's uh, it was it's perfect for the for the for the pizzeria because it's 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 all it's all about that in a bag of chips. You know, it's, it's yeah, they kind of throw a little bit of everything. It's like they're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink with this. They got the grindhouse kind of music. And, like, the music itself is actually where I kind of have one not one of my, you know, several issues with it. Because the, the, the theme song is yes. very much re reminiscent of yeah. the, the grindhouse movie theme song uh, that Rodriguez and Tarantino did. They just changed, yeah. like, two notes. Right. It's, it's it, when I... I don't remember. I'm. I'm. I don't. Re I'm pretty sure I saw the Grindhouse movie first. Uh, obviously, because that was I was really in and all that stuff. And I think when I saw this, the first thing, the minute those notes hit, I go, "That's fucking Planet Terror." Right. You know, yeah, it's like it's just like it just changes know, a it, couple it, of right, notes very slowly. And, and I was like, "Whoa, how'd they get away with that?" That's like fucking. You know, it even sounds like it, like like it's almost like, like I don't know if they had somebody recorded or they nipped a section off or whatever. But they have their own original music in it that's pretty good and stuff like that. But then they put that in. I don't know how that came about, but yeah, it's a that's definitely from that movie. Or if not, it's highly influenced. There's no mistaking it. Like, ooh. It was just an accident. No. no, you tried. You tried to make it sound like fucking Grindhouse the movie. And, right. And yeah. Yeah. I, definitely. I, you can say whatever you want. That's <laughs> a yeah. They ripped it off. So I don't hold it against them. Whatever. That's between them and Rodriguez. But right. Uh, right. <laughs> you know. That was the one thing. I, every time it, it happens is like so glaringly obvious that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like but it's like. It's like it's it's a ripoff, but I like the theme so much. Like I don't mind it being in there. Like oh, that's cool because it's a great riff. I mean, it's like da, da, na, 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 you know. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's a good. It's got a good rhythm. It's got you know, it's, detail, it's yeah. great. Yeah, so it's like all right, you know, you ripped it off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. Well, before but, hey, hold on. Before we get too far, let's go ahead and give the the folks listening the quick, you know, little yes. two sen- sentence IMDb synopsis, and we'll get right off into the the, the film itself. <clears throat> All right, Run, Bitch, Run, two thousand and nine. Things go horribly wrong when Catherine and, and Rebecca, two Catholic schoolgirls, knock on the wrong door while selling religious paraphernalia. And that's pretty legit. That's pretty straight up what it's about. It's just, uh, it's you know, it's, and it essentially ends up becoming kind of a, uh, a rape revenge clone. You know, is what yes, what yes. the, but it's got you know, killer nuns. It's, it's got or you know, it's got nuns in it. It's got nurses in it. It's got pimps, hookers, drug dealers. You know, weird town full of weird folk. It, it's just got a little bit of everything. It does. It's got, it's one of those, um, right from the get go, you know, like what they really thought about this movie, like this is what we're going after. If they didn't, they still hit it out of the park because they, they went right off the bat. The main character is a character. I forget his name. Now I'm already forgetting the kind of guy that's a little dopey in the head. He's a little slow. He's, oh, he's, Clint. Clint. That's it. His character. He's pretty cool actually, but he's a, he's a sleazebag, but he, he stutters and that. And he's kind of, you know, and I, I don't know, whatever, he's just so, he's a little a bit of a dim bulb. He's kind of like the guy that they, part of this little gang, a little prostitution, drug-fueled gang that's led by a guy uh, uh, named, um, the long-haired guy, oh. what's his name, I'm sorry. Oh, that's a Lobo. Lobo, and it's, it, Lobo's Loco, got the cool, Loco Lobo. Right, he's got the cool tattoos. But what's cool is they started out where Clint is with uh, one of the gals, um and uh he's getting busy with her and they're taking bong hits and he's really obsessed with this nun porn that's playing um that's playing uh, on like a like it looks like old, you know like eight millimeter or something that's like old footage he's watching while he's trying to have sex with this girl and you know he's not really paying attention to her he should be worrying about her take care of her but he's more interested in watching this porn while he's you know having sex with her Right, right. But it immediately, and again, it's like it's like they didn't fuck around. Like already, you've seen you're seen boobies. Like you know what I mean? It's like yeah, this movie. (laughs) As we were discussing before, you know, I had the discussion with uh, my wife as we were watching this. The the ratio of male nudity to female nudity is not even. It's it's, but this movie is chock full of uh, boobs. It's very boob heavy. It's uh, whether you're a whether you're a boob fellow or a or a boob lady, you're going to get plenty of boobs in this one. So if you like it and, uh, but what happens is, so he's, they don't waste any time because like literally like, I don't even know if it's a 30 seconds into the movie. He's Clint characters is with this girl. And then it cuts right to loco Lobo. And he's just sitting there like kind of kicking back in an easy chair. And he's got his, I don't know if it's a girlfriend, but it's one of his girls quote unquote that uh i guess work for him and she's giving him a blow job now it's not a porno we don't you know again they're not showing it but you know her head's bobbing up and down and you know they're yeah. giving us that he's more interested in showing her his cool like look at my tattoo look at logo lobo you know yeah and, it's got it's uh, got him tatted across his knuckles right yeah, and it's like and then it's funny he didn't even look at her she's like you know giving him a blow job and he's not even reacting like he you know you don't even look like he's gonna blow and he goes something like Watch the teeth. That's exactly what I, I had written down. That was the first <laughs> note. First note I had was local logo. Watch the teeth. Right. And then it goes like, right into. 
his his partner, I guess you know his right hand uh, with uh, Maria, who's his uh, or Marla, sorry, Marla, uh, yeah, that's it, yeah, Marla, Marley, Marley, uh, Marla. yeah, she's. She, yeah, she's you know one of one of his girls, but you know she right. works for, for him, you know, because he's a, a pimp slash drug dealer. But she's you know got this really nasty guy on top of her with these big mutton uh-huh. chop sideburns. Oh, uh, this guy's a real grease ball, man. Yeah, and my first <laughs> the next note I had was this that Mar- poor Marla couldn't be less interested. She couldn't be less interested in, in this. Like you know, she's not looking at him. She's not. She's right. <laughs> yawning and whatnot. But then we learn right away one thing that you don't do with Marla is you do not call her a whore. Right. You do not do that. And this guy, he truly ends up paying the price for it. Well, what happens is he's he's doing his thing. You know, he's pounding away. And, of course, she's not interested in this big fucking goon. And he's just on top of her sweating all over her. So he starts berating her, you know, like. Yeah, well, you're nothing but a whore. You're nothing but this. And yeah, yeah, you, you know, and he's just starting, you know, because she's not getting into it. Because you can at least fake it, and, you know, and you can tell, like, oh, God, you know, like. So he pisses her off. She, He gets off and starts putting his underwear on, and he takes his money back that he was going to pay her. She gets him, grabs a vase, and, like, whacks him in the side of the head. So right off the bat, you don't fuck with her. Like, she's fucking. And now it kind of goes through the house. Like, he's all, she grabs a knife. And she's and she's stabbing the fuck out of him. He's bleeding and screaming. They go, I guess, downstairs because Clint's looking up like, oh, you know, oh, she's at it again. Like, you know, she pissed another customer off. So right, he gets right. up. He gets up to kind of see what's going on. And then uh, local Lobo, you know, he kind of throws his girl off mid blowjob. So they all start going up there. And um, Marla is it Marley or Marla? Marla. Marla. So she's going to town on him, and she's, I mean, she's fucking him up, right? I mean, she's this, this dude's got no chance. He's trying to, he's bloody, he's fucking covered in blood. He's trying to crawl out the door, and she's still fucking with him. She kind of reminds me of, like, Michelle Rodriguez, in a way, when she's in there, like, and. Uh, oh, yeah, she's tough. You don't mess She's with tough. Her. She's a badass, man, and she fucking. So now we got, uh, you got Clint, you got Lobo, like, he's, like, fucking. Like, listen, he's like looking up at the roof, so she's obviously upstairs, and and so, <clears throat> uh, fucking Chubbs there, he's all dead and covered in blood, and laying on the thing, and so now it's kind of like, uh, well, they cut to another scene. So after Lobo goes up, now you already know the the deceit and the creepy people that are in this place. Yeah, because uh, we basically uh, start off all, you know, our main heavies are all getting busy somewhere. They're right. at the, the various places <laughs> in this building just getting their jollies off, you know? I mean, it's, it's well, one hell of a way to start a movie. Well, and because there's drugs involved and how drug addicts are, you know, right off the bat, Carla is the is the young lady that was blowing Lobo. Right? The minute Lobo leaves, she opens up his drug box. Excuse me. <clears throat> she opens up his drug box and steals, looks for the thing, and it steals a white bag of white powder, whether it's heroin or coke, probably coke. And, uh, and she, so. like she shoves it like in her panties. You're assuming she's putting it, kind of you know, tucking it away, so to speak. And uh, which to me, a note I made is like that's got to be like the wor- worst place to, to hide it because <laughs> you know once he comes back to the room, it, wouldn't you figure right. out it's probably going to be one of the first places he's right. going to look? <laughs> the last guy you're going to fool is Lobo, you know. But getting back to what's going on upstairs, 
So now Lobo, like they're going to drag him out, but this guy is so fat that they they can't do it. They have so to cut him up. They they so Lobo's like, I got a better idea, and he's got actually a cool voice. So actually, I actually kind of like Lobo because he's yeah, like he's, he's a like, good heavy. He's, he's a, a good he's a, real he's good, a good heavy. You know, it's like uh, he's 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 got that kind of like like loud last house on the left. You know, uh, Hess. Like David Hess. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that kind of cool with the cool voice. And you're like, you know, you're like, oh, this guy's cool. And like, even though he's a fucking scumbag, you know, he's that's what he's doing, what he's supposed to do. And uh, but it's cool because they're now they're cutting him up, and they do a pretty good job of, you know, like okay, obviously they're not, you know, they don't go through like all kinds of effects showing like fake arms and that. They just do it in a such a way it looks like it's being sawed. They look like they're sawing his head off, and then they do a thing where they got him now wrapped in plastic bags, and his head's poking up like. So it's like you make it look like, you know, yeah, it's well, it's well orchestrated not. without well, having they, to be too complex they, with the effects. Right. They figured it out without, you know, it's a low budget movie where they figured it out where they didn't spend a ton of shit on that. You know, they but it still looks cool. Like it looks like they're bagging them up. And then now they're they're going to get rid of this dude. Marla is a kind of washing blood off her face. She now she's been tasked to drag these plastic bags downstairs yeah and stick them in that nasty freezer <laughs> right and sticking them in the freezer like you know and she's she's in like her little sexy nightgown that's still soaked in blood so it looks great and so they she's throwing the bags in so she's got that going and then where's what she doing next so that's close so he's he's done i think right from there it goes to uh where their our next scene is at the palms hotel or motel. It's definitely not a hotel. Ah, it's a motel where we get introduced to our yeah. yeah. We get introduced to our two uh, Catholic schoolgirls, Catherine and Rebecca. Yeah, they're at the yeah. It goes right to the and so they're they're there, and then you see now Catherine is like the real kind of innocent one. She looks like a Catholic schoolgirl. Yeah, she's, she's like, very uh, doe-eyed, very, very right. uh, innocent, about as you know, innocent like, as you could possibly get. Right, this girl, you know, is 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 right straight out of Mama's house. You know, she hasn't experienced anything. Well, Rebecca is a Catholic schoolgirl, but she's like the naughty one. You know, like like this. You know, she's walking around the hotel room naked. You know, she's gorgeous. And, you know, and, and, and Catherine's like, oh, no, you know, like, I love the line. She's like, who am I? Why am, would I cover up? She's like, but Jesus sees everything. Right, right. It's like, you know, she's right. Yeah. Ka- Catherine's open. just like, you know, Jesus sees everything, you know, we're, we're, but, you know, like Rebecca says, but we're basically vacuum cleaner salesmen with a right. suitcase full of Bibles, you know. Exactly. You know, and it's perfect casting. Like, it just looks like that's just like that. Like, Rebecca's looks a little saucy. You know, like, oh, you know, fuck it, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to figure this shit out. And, and uh, you know, the other girl is just, it, Catherine is just sweet and innocent, doesn't really, hasn't really had a lot of experiences. And uh, so they're they're basically uh, uh, getting ready to go back out on the road. And they've got a green station wagon, the old country squire. Um, the old and country didn't, squire. Yeah, as you told the story to me previously, you used to have one almost I, exactly like it, right? I sure did. I had a, mine was a Torino. But it was green. It was more green than that one uh, in the movie. But it was all green. Everything was green except the tires. And uh, <laughs> I mean, this thing was that. But it was a great little uh, station wagon. And I see that, and I go, "Oh my god!" I had you know, it almost looked the same. Ford Torino. It was a Ford Torino. And uh, but anyway, this kind of creepy dude that runs the hotel. You don't really see much of him except in this scene where he's basically telling the 
you know, telling the girls, hey, you know, what are you doing? And, and stuff like that. And he's kind of, you can tell he's kind of creeping on him a little bit. And, yeah, but he he's a little talk. creepy. He looks a little shady. But that was, right. this was the one part of the movie that, like, I made a note because this was, a, you know, for this review, this was the first time I had seen this. And I put, you know, my first uh, note was Wilman. This is character's name is Wilman. He's like, I'm like, it's definitely setting them up because he tells them to go to the next town over. This the town they call right. Mosley. And I made that note. I'm like, Mosley? Yeah. I'm like, I see what oh, you did there. Yeah. Totally. But totally. He was totally <laughs> setting them up. I don't think he was. I mean, he was creepy, but, you know, he never comes back. So there's never anything there to saying that he's sending them, you know, yeah. to a First drug thing you, think, you think House of a Thousand Corpses or something? You know, or like that. Right. I mean, even though this came up before that, right? Didn't it? But anyway, or um, but yeah, you think like, yeah, they're setting it up. They go out there to go see this place and like set them up. You know, like he knows the family and or whatever. That's right. the first thing. But yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Like, it's like he the didn't. one part. Yes, yeah, just... the one part that had me kind of fooled. I was just like, okay, you know, kudos to them for like setting up a you know a, a red herring. You know, a pretty good red herring there. Right. So they drive off, and um. They're heading. Uh, they're heading to Mosley, which is a great mm-hmm. name. <laughs> I'm sure everybody watches. Goes Mosley, right? Like, Mosley. Yeah, I see. It's like I see what you did. Yeah, there, Mosley. Of course you did. Especially when they had the sign that said Mosley County Line. I'm like, right. Yeah. So they go into Mosley, and um, they basically the, they pull their little. They got like a little grocery cart type thing, a little wire, a little mesh thing that's full of Bibles and all stuff. And uh, so it's basically like a desert town. It's real dry and you get to imagine it being hot as hell. And they're walking around like sort like sort of a neighborhood. I mean, it's just a bunch of dirt and uh, little houses on the side of the road. So they're walking through this thing and their little Catholic schoolgirl outfits going to door to door. And the locals aren't too receptive. They don't like being bothered, and they certainly let them know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're, it's pretty heavy-handed. They let them know right away that, like, you know, pretty much right. you are not wanted here. Right. So as they're going to place to place, um, they, well, they go to first couple of places. Uh, they, <laughs> and the one the lady that just answers her door, like, fresh out of the shower, Right, out, like, get the fuck out of here. Right, you're right. I forgot about that. Right, right off the bat, with you know the boobs, she's in the shower. Like they, 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 they take every opportunity to show some boobs. This lady's not even in the movies per se, but they got a nice, you know, boob thing with her and her robe and her boobs, and she walks in, answers the door, and uh, opens it. She's just, you know, boobs hanging out. Like, what do you want? You know, like ah, she just closes the door. Like, you know. But, Get the so, fuck out of here. They even do a shower scene. Like she's not even going to be. She's going to answer the door. Is all she's going to do. But they they take the time to film her in the shower, like you know, washing her boobs. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a bit. It's a. That's <laughs> the one point why I say this is like a good movie and not a great movie because right. it's a little he- a little heavy handed. Is this you know? And by a little, I mean a lot. <laughs> but I'm not, like, I'm not I'm not necessarily complaining, you know, at all. But right, right. But yeah, it's like every single actress, like uh, you do, uh, you do a top at least topless, right? <laughs> you know, right. Like, like like everybody that came to the set had to had to sign the agreement. So anyway, they finally go. Um, they go to the second house, and there's kind of an older uh, lady who's like she's not taking no shit. You know, she's a country woman, like 
Like she don't want nothing to do with any of this crap. And and Catherine has kind of kind of pushed the Bible on her. Kind of like she doesn't she shut the door and tell them to leave and then they knock yeah. it in. That's when she pulls out. And Rebecca's kind of like Warner, like, eh, you know, and Catherine's like kind of like, no, nah, you know, they need to know the word of God or whatever, whatever she's saying. I don't know what she's saying, but she's she's pushing the Bible. And this lady doesn't want nothing to do with it. Well, and, she, she pulls out a double barrel shotgun. Right, she means business. Right. She pulls out a shotgun like, you know, mama's going to take your head off of this and, and like do it for real. So you better get the fuck out of here. Now, I think. If you look at this last name of this actress, I think, isn't that related to an actor that's in this movie a little bit later? Who yes. Known um, her name is Mickey Farage. Mm-hmm. She is actually, she is the mother of Dake Farage, uh, yes. who, who plays little Tommy, who's in the next scene, uh, selling a, like, he's got a radio flyer, you know, a cart, uh, you know, wagon filled with oranges, two for 25 cents. So, you know, he's making bank, right? Right, but, uh, right. Dake exactly. Farage, you know. Mainly famous for uh, playing uh, little Michael Myers in the original, the first uh, Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. That was where he right. kind of his claim to fame. And this is the part that I really have a problem with this scene because it's a bait and switch. It's a total bait and switch because, you know, in the trailer for it, it was like starring Dake Fairch. Right. Like, and he's in this one scene. Like right. that's it. One scene. I call it the Rooker Howard bait and switch where they put his name and his face on the cover of the movie, you know, say starring and he's in it for three minutes and that's all you get. Right. <laughs> you know, that's exactly but, what they did here. Yeah, this was, was and this was Rob Zombie era. This was probably came out a year or two after the Rob Zombie's Halloween. So he's still kind of, you know, he's still very young. He still hadn't kind of had hit that growth spurt yet. He hadn't hit pu- pu- uh, puberty. He hadn't hit puberty yet. But yes, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, what he's, they a, did he's a mean little bastard. He's he's a young and he's, and he's a punk little kid. He's like a street tough kind of kid that that basically, you know, um, he kind of he starts messing with him and, uh, you know, he's not going to just let him walk away. You know, he's he's basically going to this is my turf, you know, yeah. and. So nobody Cap- sells by nobody sells Bibles where I sell my fucking oranges. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So <laughs> Catherine, being the diplomat, basically says, "Hey, you know, we're both out here trying to do stuff, and she be, like, why don't we buy some of your stuff, and you can buy some of ours?" And she pulls money out to buy something, and the little creep that he is, he grabs her money. The little she's got a little, like a little envelope, little yeah. Full of money. Yes, he steals the whole fucking thing and runs. He grabs the bag and runs off. Now they got no cash, so he he he, he screws them over pretty good. And that's it. You don't see him. You don't see he does. You don't see him later on. Like he's part. Of, I figured when you first saw it, he's going to be maybe part of that group of uh, guys. Like maybe he's a young punk kid that comes around and they you know and he doesn't do anything but other than he's around but he's he's gone as far as i remember that's it he doesn't come back does he at all no no he he just he he steals their shit he runs off and he you never see him again that's why i call it the bait and switch you know yeah and i doubt he's in it two minutes i mean he's 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 gone so they do that one thing this movie does move pretty quick that none of the scenes tend to linger nothing no none of the you know the 
I call them supplemental characters. You know, right. the secondary characters stick around long. They're here, they're gone, and they're never mentioned again. It moves, it moves along at a very brisk pace, and it's very it you know uh, efficient that way. After the exactly, here's a perfect example. Like we, there's no goofing around. Right off the bat, he so he runs off of their money. They start walking, kind of bummed out. They got no money, and you know that sucks. And it goes right to uh, Lobo questioning Carla about like where is like where his drugs are. You know, she, I love the line he has. You know, he's not a good guy, but I love some of his dialogue when he says, "Right." Because the the, uh, the Carla has a British accent, and he says to her, "I'm going to hit you so hard, the Queen's going to wake up with a fucking right. headache." Great right. lines. Great line. So she's she's trying to lie, and of course, and not very well. Not well, very well. Um, he, he's no dummy. He knows he's lying. We're kind of going back and forth in the house. Um, Clint is back to his nun porn, and our <laughs> our Marla. A stuttering, you know, they got to think about this, folks. A stuttering crackhead, smoking crack, and watching nun porn. That, that's right. where we're at. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's the American dream. And uh, right. now we've got the, <laughs> a good way we've got, <laughs> Then we've got the, so, so now we're moving along here with now kind of everything's going on. This is that house where they all live, and our poor little girls uh, stumble upon it and knock on the door. Now, a lot's going on. We got Marla. She's on the toilet and she picks up. She's looking at like like regular, like a dirty magazine with, with ladies in it, and uh, she's she gets a little hot and horny when she's sitting on the on the shitter, and uh, <laughs> she picks up a she picks up a um, a plunger, and right. she does he, she gives herself a born innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll leave does. it. I'll leave it at that. She just gives us she takes care of business with this plunger end. I like uh, that, the, the born the innocent. The, for those of you at home that don't know, <laughs> you, if you don't know it, you'll never know it. And all I could think yeah. of was that couldn't have been very sanitary. But then again, none of these people are probably worried God. about being sanitary and clean. You know, They're so all a bunch funny. of nasty fuckers. You say that. It's so funny you say that. Because that's for I thought, of it, like, God, that handle's got to be nasty. Like well, you know, when, you, when you look at this building and you look at this bathroom and everything, it's none, nothing's very clean. It's all like... You know, if you would not want to shine a black light in this building anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she's doing that, but then it just keeps rolling. You got you got the ladies knocking on the door, but then it kind of speeds up here where um uh uh Lobo pulls out a big buck knife and he and she's and Carla's crying. She knows the, the jig's up, you know what I mean? It's like she, you know, it's you know, he's He's figured it out, and he starts ripping her panties down off of her, and he reaches in, and he finds the bag of dope, right? So she's, like, she's crying and freaking out. He pulls out a pistol, blows her brains out, doesn't waste any time, and then it's a cool shot because our late, our young our girls are out there by the window, and all of a sudden blood right after the shot, like, splats all over the fucking glass. Yeah, and they and, they turned and tried to run, but they right. did not get very far. Right, and Lobo just kind of like you know, kind of adjusts his belt and grabs a beer out of the fridge, and and uh, I noticed all the beers in this thing already have their caps off. 
Like nobody like twists or like opens them up. They're all they're all open. He opens the fridge and grabs an open beer. And I noticed that in the bar scene later where they just hand him a beer and it's already got the cap off. And then you didn't see him take it off. I don't know. It's just a little stupid thing. But anyway, I, didn't, grabs, I didn't notice that. But yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take your word the, for it. He grabs a beer out of the fridge. He goes out and uh, Marley is, Marla rather, is uh, kind of laying on the couch. And Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of missing a little bit. Our girls, they they, op- they open the door and they, they basically, they drag him in the house. Yeah, because I think it's uh, Clint that snags him up. Right? right. Clint gets him in there. And now they're in the living room. I guess, um, who, who is it Clint that punches the one girl out, Rebecca, or slaps her around or something? I don't remember. but I think it is but, Clint. I think it is Clint that but, knocks her out because Marla yeah. was still, like, having her born innocent moment. Right. So Clint roughs up Rebecca and kind of almost, basically kind of knocks her out. He gets on top of her, and poor Catherine, the innocent one, is on the couch, kind of, like, freaking out. She don't know what to do. And poor Rebecca is basically now he's ripping her top. Clint is on top of her, ripping her top off. She wakes up, kind of realizes what's going on. She's crying and screaming. Her poor friend Catherine is uh, kind of watching it. And now Marla uh, is taunting Catherine and like like kind of rubbing her leg and like you know like oh have you ever been with a girl and stuff like that. And it's just it's a know, very kind of last house on the left kind of moment. Yeah, it is. It's got that. It's it's really kind of like gut wrenching. It's like, oh my god, this is this is gonna be bad. Another note I had here is that it felt like uh, Lobo's outfit, like he was a leftover from the Warriors, because that vest is like the same yeah. kind of color and style as the Warriors vest. It's just missing that big patch on the back. Right, and he's kind of built. He's muscular, and he's got a, and uh, yeah, it's got that kind of look where it's open chest, like it's not buttoned. He's got a necklace thing on, like a choker. And he's got like, you know, he's kind of built good and he's got like this vest on that's open. So, yeah, it's got a it's definitely got a definitely got a Warriors kind of feel to it. Yeah, this movie kind of borrows, you know, a little bit from every little grindhouse movie that you could possibly imagine. You know, a little bit from the Warriors, little I spit on your grave, you know. And that's what I was saying about this thing. It's got that. Yeah, like they thought about this. They, They tried to make it like they've. Um, and, uh, it, and they did a good job though. I mean, like this, this does look like a movie from back then. It does without putting in the, the cheap little things where the little looks like the screen, the, the film is scratched. They don't do that. It's yeah. Like they it, don't do. Yeah. They don't do the, like the, the aging of the film, the pops and the scratches. Right, they just, right. they add a little bit of film grain to it. And that's really about it. Right. The lighting, you know, it's kind of yellow. You know, like in the when the living room, it's kind of a lot. You know, it's got a, it's got a feel. It's it looks like that kind of like that kind of time. You know, you, and they got the set is perfect. Who everybody knows somebody that had a couch with that design <laughs> with that with that well, upholstery, um, and uh, you know it's got those chairs. I'm like they did a great set design in this house. It's kind of it looks like the, you know it matches the time. Yes, but getting back to the so. taunting. So it's real. It's bad. They they've uh, uh, they've Re- Rebecca now has been raped. Clint is Clint is helping. Well, he's helped, oh, well, they they, take, they leave uh, Marla they, alone with, uh, with they with leave Catherine. Marla alone with Catherine. Yeah, because Clint is getting is driving the car, while Lobo is loading up the the dead Carla. Carla Which I had to make dead. a note here. The actress who played Carly was a great actress, but she could not play dead very well. Almost every shot of her laying there, post, supposedly dead, 
<laughs> she's breathing every right. shot, every <laughs> single shot. But, uh, you know, again, some people can uh, play dead well and some people can't, you know, some, sometimes it's right. just not, not in your wheelhouse. But right. yeah, they leave, they leave uh, Marla alone. Marla's know. alone with the the girls and uh, she's having, you know, she's basically having a good time taunting. She's really taunting Catherine with this gun and Catherine. I, I'm going to make a note here about Catherine's eyes. I like how she kind of looks up toward the ceiling a lot and not in, like she's not looking at Marla. Like she's really scared and she's almost like looking like for help from somewhere else. Like maybe she's talking to God in her head or something like. Yeah, that's it. what I the vibe I got is that she was kind of looking to God for you know like, for help or guidance in this situation. She, she's got her hands up by her chest and she's just kind of looking out like oh like like you know when are you going to come in and help me? Like may I may be reading it too much, but it's like she's almost looking up like for help for somebody that it's not that you can't see. You know what I mean? She's looking out. She's not she's not trying to make eye contact. She's not looking down. She's looking. She keeps kind of looking up and away, and it's effective because you're. You, I, I picked up on that. I'm like, yeah, you know, she's doing a really good job of like this. She's so. This is so terrible. It's almost like I can't believe you're making. I'm, I have to go through this, and uh, and it's really good. She does a really just her whole demeanor. She's she did a great job in this, and um, uh, so poor Rebecca who's been raped now she's. Marla has uh, turned her attention to her. She's she's got her foot kind of up her the girl's um, skirt, and now she kind of rubs her foot up to her, and she puts her bare feet yeah. in Rebecca's mouth and makes her suck her toes. <laughs> that, that's the note I had here was uh, Marla is a one crazy bitch going from a toilet plunger masturbation scene to sucking on my toes. Right again, so all I can say is that's. That's not not just not sanitary, you know. In that place, right. the people were all nasty. That's just so unsanitary. <laughs> I know. Well, you see Rebecca's face like when she finally is doesn't, you know, she pulls her foot away. You can tell she's like, ah, like I know she's acting, but it's probably like, oh, this is like it's funny. Her foot looks clean. It's not like what I'm getting at, but you know what I mean. Right. She does a good job of like, oh, this is repulsive. You know, it's great. And like, and like Marla's just like, she's a great bad guy too because she's just like. Badass bitch, like fuck you, you know, suck my yeah, toes. Yeah, she and then, she is and one of the best actors in the movie, and I like the fact that they kind of yeah. have a you know they casting. have yeah they you know it's it's a little bit like like Last House on the Left, you know, and yeah. having a, a female member of the, of the gang that is just as maniacal and just, just as, as bad as the, guys, as the guys, right? Yeah, and she's even maybe worse. And yeah, she, she's and, probably the worst of the bunch. And uh, of course, you know. Poor Catherine is just like, you know, like beside herself. She doesn't know what to do. She's just not trying to help or doing or get out of it. She's just like so terrified. And well, and not only that, the previous to this part, Marla decides that, that she needs to tie up Catherine's hands. So she peels off, Marla peels off her own panties and oh, uses right, those right. to tie her hands up. Ties her hands <laughs> right. up. Right. Like, That's so a weird aesthetic. But I'm like, you know, hey, whatever you, whatever works for you, right? Right. That's, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, uh, so she's got her, yeah, it's like, hey, I gotta use my panties. Fuck it. She just pulls them off. Well, I think from here, I mean, like after oh, she gets, she's she getting the gets, drug block out. She's loading, she's loading up a, uh, she's loading up a pipe with some weed, I think. And right. Like, and then it cuts to, uh, God, I can't remember the guy's name, but, uh, the guy that Lobo goes to see at the dump site where they're going to like dump oh, the body the guy, and dump the car. Right. 
Right. They go to the junkyard or wherever it is, and like the dude, um, yeah, he's gonna help them. Yeah, I forgot the character's name, but he's kind of big, bald, and got a beard. And he sees Carla in the dead in the back, and he's like, "Oh, you kind of got a present." I mean, I guess you right. got to come up and, you know, right? Like I, he has the line where he said he, uh, something to the effect, "She, they took me two trips down across the border to get my dick from to stop dripping, so it cost me a month's pay." <laughs> you know? right. I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a pretty paints a pretty visual," you know? Right, but. What's funny about it is that girl, right, it's, it's, she's, um, she, you know, she gave him a fucking bad venerities, but, but it's still like, hmm, like they still want to fuck her even though she's dead. <laughs> yeah, these <laughs> like, are nasty know. people. There, there's right. not, besides Catherine and, and Rebecca, there's really nobody in this movie that's a, a decent human being. Yeah. <laughs> and so you got Loco is there. He's kind of look. He kind of looks like Jim Morrison. There, he's got like these pilot glasses on. He's he's standing there and they're looking down at poor Carla laying there dead, and uh, Clint's in the seat. So they're kind of negotiating a little bit of the price, like you know, like hey, these guys would. I know these guys back there. You know, be you know happy to pay to like, fuck her. You know, like they want to like you know negotiate a little something. And, I love uh, the, though, the, the, when the mechanic guy, whatever his name is, I, I should have wrote it down. But when he says, uh, when Clint is up in front reading one of the Bibles, he's like, stop reading that Bible. It's unhealthy for you. Right. And then he throws it out the window. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> so Clint just like wings it out the window. And uh, so basically they get, oh, isn't this where they got that one mechanic guy that you're talking about? The big kind of. Big, tall, kind of greasy, long-haired guy, and they put a tarp over the station wagon. Right. Yeah, we gotta hide this. Like, like they gotta hide the, like I don't know where they. Like it almost seemed like they were gonna hide before he, like, because you know that's what they're gonna do to her. They're gonna, they're gonna fuck her dead corpse, and um, and they negotiate a price. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, Loco says seven hundred, and the dude the works there goes five hundred deal, and you know so they make right, a deal. right. So they sell the car, like the car comes with Carla, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Carla right. and the car are a $500 deal. So they've done that. Now we're back at the house, and we've got, um, what is it, uh, Marla is doing the, is this the scene? This is the scene with the gun. Yeah, this is the Russian roulette scene. The and Russian this is where I made the, the note where I think, this is another part of the realism about this movie. They used real guns. I kind of went back over this, and that was a real gun being lo- loaded with real, like I'm, I'm pretty sure they were dummy rounds. But that was right. not a, that was not a, you know, like an airsoft gun or a plastic, a, a fake gun. Th- that was very much real shit. Right. And uh, so I, I kind of, I, I hope for even as low budget of a production it was that they had somebody there to wrangle the weapons that was a professional because that just seemed right. awfully fucking dangerous. Yeah, we I did that before where we had a real gun. And uh, I, I took responsibility to make sure that it was always in my hand after it was done. And then I always checked it to make sure, like, there was no chance of a bullet being put in it by anybody. Right, like, there no, right. Like, there were no real bullets anywhere, but I, I kept the thing open. And, I well, and, and that's the way it should be. One person person should be handling it because you never know. There's nefarious people anywhere. And somebody's right. like, oh, just hand it up to... to to, you know, Lee over there in the corner. I, I was always, care. I was always the last person to like 
before I did, we handed it off and do anything. I looked inside the chamber and then shut it. And like, it, that was just the deal. I just, it was like, I was freaked out. I'm thinking, I don't, I don't need any, <laughs> we don't need any problems. You know, it was like, you know, yeah, I, I don't need I, any on, on, on set accidents. Right, you know, like an accident, like, oh, oh, I put a blank in there and, you know, and then some guy fucking put it up to his head and killed himself on accident. You know, I don't need. And our, our one buddy, Bill, always used to joke and say, you know, safety third, but, you know, all joking aside, safety first, always. Well, my dad always had a saying when we were kids, we used to shoot guns and rifles and stuff and target shoot. My dad always was very safety conscious about thing. And he goes, people don't die by loaded guns. People die by unloaded guns. And what he meant by that is don't assume it's unloaded. <laughs> you know, that yeah. was what, you know, don't assume it's unloaded because that's who, you know, I got shot with an unloaded gun. Because if somebody thought it was it wasn't loaded, right? So it was exactly. Always, it's the gun always, that you thought that you thought was right, unloaded is the one right. that's going to fucking get so, you. Yeah, it was the unloaded gun that kills people. You know, you know, because that's the one you don't think's loaded. So he made it made perfect sense. You know, and like so, I'm really anal about it. Not you know, like I'm shooting guns all the time, but it's like you know, anytime anything like that, like it was like, oh yeah, fuck, you know, because the real gun looks cool. But I've had plenty of fake guns, plastic guns that. They look fucking beautiful, and they, they look, and you can use them. But yeah, in that situation, um, that was uh, that was a, yeah, that was a real, that definitely a real gun that they use in there. So, but oh, but this is one now. Getting back to the Russian roulette, Rebecca f- loses the Russian roulette, and yeah, Catherine yeah. wins. Catherine and Marla, right. uh, you know, to her credit, puts the gun to her head first, right? Pulls the trigger, you know. The gun doesn't go off. She puts the. She basically forces Catherine to do the same. She wins the luck of the draw, and the gun does not go off. But poor Rebecca gets shot in the face. Now, Rebecca now is dead, so they have to get rid of another body. And Loco's like, you know, basically like we can't go back and give another body. You know, their guy is like, we got to get rid of this one ourselves. So Loco, yeah, do they have? It makes me wonder. Do these guys have a, a one? You know, one. Uh, Body a right. day quota. I'm sure if you gave them money, <laughs> they would have taken. Well, they go out and um, they get rid of. Uh, what they basically do is they take everybody with them. They take this Marla, Loco, and Clint, and Catherine, and they tie her up. She's in the back of the trunk, and then um, Rebecca's in the car too. And um, they go out like they're in the woods, obviously, and uh, they make uh, Clint. Basically, they're going to do a game where it's like, uh, well, I don't remember what Loco says. It was kind of like, you know, you run and I chase you. And if I catch you, I fuck you or something. It was something I don't remember. I don't right. Know. It was something that effect. And that's where we get our title. Run, right. Bitch, run. Right. Run, bitch, run. Right. Exactly. And he says, run, bitch, run. So poor Captain now is running. Right. And Clint's on. Run, bitch, run. And, you know, so it's that. Right. So that's where the title comes from. And they're chasing. Now it's going to be low. Clint like is ready to chase her and rape her, and uh, Loco being the boss. Loco Lobo, he he tells Clint, "No, no, no, here," and he gives him the shovel, and he makes <laughs> he makes Clint, you know, bury Rebecca because Rebecca's in the car. Right, so, right. So poor, poor Clint. <laughs> poor Clint gets the chores. And uh, so now Loco Lobo is chasing Catherine, poor Catherine, through the woods. 
Catherine, you know, she's just barely getting through it. Like, like, uh, 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 she doesn't know where to go. Well, yeah, so, she's, you know, all kind of discombobulated. She right, doesn't she know, doesn't, know she, where she's she at or where they yeah. bought her. So she's kind of just kind of trodden along there. So, you know, it's easy, easy prey for uh, Lobo. And then, so now we're back, uh, Marla, being the little shit that she is, she starts giving Clint shit about being Lo- Lobo's bitch. Yeah, this is the part where she really <laughs> kind of starts planting, and as I made a note here, planting the seeds of dissent between Clint and Lobo. And she's like, if you were half a man, you know, you, you would just, you know, take it, you know, take him out yourself and run this gang. I'm not so sure, though, like if she if she could have convinced Clint to take out Lobo, you know, that she wouldn't have just took him out and just ran the gang herself, well, you know, because she's that kind of right. maniacal. She doesn't think. First of all, Clint couldn't fucking figure his way out of a run anything, you know. You know, he, you know I mean? he couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag, man. Right. <laughs> so she and she knows that. So it was way like if something happens, she'd get Clint to do the dirty work, but she'd be the boss. I mean, you know, she she would run the show and take both of them out. You know, I mean, she doesn't. She's not. She's fucking with him to psychologically fuck him up. But I mean, obviously, she's you know, she, you know, she, she's not going to be the second fiddle to anybody you know she's gonna run that show and uh yeah i get the idea that she doesn't uh take orders from anybody <laughs> right i mean she don't she don't need to and she could run that gang just as easy as you know lobo uh, they've got um so now clint's all confused he thinks he's being a punk he's been punked so he's mad so he starts digging the grave anyway and um what happens from here oh So basically, uh, she, uh, Marla, she, after her end, she goes, she threatens it, Clint, like, and if you say anything, I'll cut your fucking balls off and put them on myself or something like that. Yeah, you know, right. So it was something funny like that. So now Clint's just, like, all confused, like, ah. You know, he doesn't know what to do. He's fucking scared of Lobo. He's scared of her. You know, like, I think the man pretty much is, is literally, like, scared of his own shadow. Right. And he, you know, like, you know, I mean, he can, he can certainly knows how to attack a woman and rape her. But, you know, he's not going to go up against somebody like fucking Marla or Lobo. Now, now we got poor um, Catherine running through the running through the woods and Lobo's having fun, kind of cat and mouse in her. And uh, he, he basically gets out in front of her and jumps up and grabs her. And of course, it's, you know, the inevitable rape scene. Um, Again, very reminiscent of uh, I spit on your grave. Right. There's, there's very, it's, there's, yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I was watching it. And it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's nasty. Yeah, it's just, you abuse, know, it, uh, yeah, more just, abuse and more right, abuse. Right, right. It's building up the, oh, I can't wait till she kills him moments, you know, because, you know, you know, obviously. So she, he does that to her. And then, um, so she basically kind of crouches down and just kind of like, you know, she did at this point. It's like she's defeated. You know, she can't. She's no. She's no match for this maniac. Like, and then Lobo goes back uh, to the rest of the gang, and in, the, in this meantime, you know, they've managed to bury Rebecca, and he just left Catherine alone in the woods. You know, half. You know, just raped and and beaten and bloody, and right. it sends uh, Clint to finish her off. 
And it's really yeah. like you get the idea that that's all like Clint knows how to do is just knows how to uh, attack poor helpless girls. It's like right. Well, that's that it. Kind of- but not to interrupt you, but yeah, that was a sad thing to me. Like, like most like you'd seen a rape scene, like she'd run away and like like try really hard, but she's so it's so you see this like she's just like just sitting there like like he's she's not even really trying. She's she's looking for her rosary or whatever, you know, like. I like, think she's like, just so traumatized that she was almost a damn near catatonic. You know? Right, that's what I'm saying. It was like so. It's that's really sad because it's like it's all happened now. You know, she's been raped by this fucking maniac. You know, she's feeling around. She finds the one thing that's bringing her any kind of calm. Maybe the only thing keeping her sane is this cross. And like, I don't know if it's rosary beads or what. I'm not. I'm not that familiar with. I think it's a rosary bead. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure. I think it's a rosary thing. She's clutching it, and um, and then we go back to uh, we go back to uh, Lo- Lobo and Clint and Marley, and yeah, and that's when uh, that's when uh, he gets doesn't doesn't Lobo give him the order to finish her off or kill her or take right. care of something? He, he sent like, yeah, he sends Clint Clint after, and Clint you know finds her pretty quickly. He tears most of her clothes off, and he's gonna slit her throat. And then, like, all she does is kind of grab the knife with her hand and stares at him. And, you know, they just had this exchange. You know, there's no words said. You know, but he just oh. looks at her and he can't, you know, she looks over and sees the rosary beads and looks at him. And she just, he lets her get up and run away. But then she falls down that little ravine and knocks herself out on the rocks. Well, before that, though, when they're telling Clint to go do it, I think Clint doesn't want to go. And then they start calling him, they start calling him names. You know, right, like, oh, right. you don't want to go, you big, you know, and they're calling him, you know, and uh, and different things. And and then uh, Marley grabs his balls. Then she, like, Marla grabs his balls, like, yeah, you know, like, and so they're teasing him because he won't, he, he doesn't want to go. And yeah, so, they kind of goad him into to, to going and right. finishing her off. He's and very then, reluctant about it. I think, like, he's a type of guy, this, this character of Clint is a type of guy who probably has no problem raping and defiling somebody. But murdering and exactly right. his 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 back, right? And well, Lo, and Lobo gives him the knife and tells him basically, he like runs his finger across his like neck and says like, you you know, here you know what to do. So Clint though wastes no time when he gets when he finally does get busy, he begins like ripping all her clothes off, like literally he 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 strips her nude, and like you said, he was on there, and then there's this one quick moment where he has a moment of clarity like oh shit it is weird it's cool it's a cool scene when she looks over and there's a rosary and then he sees it too and then he just stops like you said he just stops doing what he's doing and And just lets her lets her go he just doesn't say a word what he does is he brings her clothes back so she can't get dressed he's naked and he gets her clothes and walks back like you said she runs off she slips He's watching her leave, and, and that's when he sees, he looks down, and she falls down this ravine, and, like, you know, she's kind of laying there, like, she can, you know, she got injured and f- fell on these rocks. And by any right, she probably should have been dead from, like, as far as she fell and hitting her right. head on that rock. She probably, you know, I'm, I'm sure he probably did think she was dead. Right, maybe he thought he got away with it or It'd be whatever. a really short movie if she was. Right, it wouldn't be, <laughs> wouldn't be a revenge movie. So, he, uh, so he takes her clothes, and that's his way of proving, like, you know, oh, you got, you finished her off, huh? Oh, yeah, he's got the clothes. And uh, 
he goes back to them and and that's basically so they think she's they think she's done now this is one part that's kind of a plot hole a bit of a plot hole they they made such a big deal about burying rebecca why would they even have thought that it was okay to just leave the the dead you know the quote-unquote dead uh, right. Catherine in the woods. It's like, okay, like, oh, yeah, I finished her off. He's like, well, he obviously didn't have time to, you know what I mean? He didn't have time to bury her. And he didn't even have the shovel with him. So, like, eh, but, you know, that that's why they're uh, an inept, uh, you know, killers and gang members, you know, uh, right. members and of I a drug gang. <laughs> I'm sure the writer, I think we're working on, like, <clears throat> well, if I send him back and they don't find her, then they know she's alive. Then there's no, you know, like, you know, oh, so we'll just kind of write off the fact that they go back at all. And like, you know, they just, uh, you know, they just leave her there. Like, it's like, yeah, because, yeah, he's probably like kind of painted himself in a corner, you know, like, okay, what am I going to do here? Because yeah, it kind of kills that, that element of surprise that they go back and looking like, oh, she's right, gone. Cause now, right. Because now they know she's gone. And then, they, you know, they figure, you know, who knows, you know. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. So, you know, yeah, but I thought of that too. I go, yeah, they would have. I mean, if, if if it was the way it was, you know, they would have, okay, Clinton, I'll go bear. Yeah, because they've done and, uh, already gotten rid of two out of right. three dead bodies. Why would they not get rid of the third right. one? Right, they're not going to get that sloppy, but they do. So he comes back, and then, of course, uh, Lobo is is banging, uh, for lack of a better term, banging yeah. away at, at, old Mar- at Mo Marla. They're having, like, you know, having a good time. and They're having angry sex, as I call right, it. Yeah, he's just, they're, just, they're just going for it. And then, so Clint, they're down. He, they chase him off or whatever. And then now, um, our Catherine, they go back to her, and it's like some time elapsed. She wakes up. They got a cool scene where her hand is still holding the rosary beads, and it's kind of in the water. And she wakes up, and she's got blood like on the side of her head. So they, they, you know, uh, address the issue of hitting the rocks. So she's kind of like now she's naked got her beads with her her necklace and she's just kind of walking around like not really knowing what the fuck she's doing like, i mean she's, i think she's still you know what i mean it's uh like she's still kind of dazed yeah think, she's you know, from, dazed. from the head trauma you know right. from head the, trauma, from the, all, all the trauma she yeah, just, i was just gonna say all that trauma so, but especially the head trauma you know i but they they do a cool thing where she's kind of like sitting by the water and, and I, and to me, it seems symbolic when she goes and she peels the bun out of her hair and her hair falls down because Rebecca earlier in the show teased her a little bit about her hair being up in a bun, you know, making her look like, you know, and, uh, and now she did, didn't she, she tears it down and it's kind of like, it's almost, she's looking up like at the sky and it's almost like in my head, like it's almost like new me, like they even do a scene which is pretty cool where they show her and remember they turn the, the, the filter or something on it that looks red, looks almost kind of, yeah. it's Tarantino esque. It's kind of like, you know, almost like you expected the whoop, 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 yeah. you know, like they get kill, yeah, kill bill kind of music right. that's going like, on. Like, it's like all of a sudden like you motherfuckers, you know, I'm going to get you, you know, but she doesn't, but they show, you know, they show her face and it kind of turns that red or reddish or whatever. It's kind of a cool thing. Like she's changing. Like she's like, even though she's all fucked evolving. up. And, and, but yeah, she's evolving. She's, it's like, 
like you, you know she, they're not showing it or saying she's not saying anything it's just i'm gonna survive you know like fuck this shit you know yeah, like and then she not, passes out in the middle of the street again with that coloring thing they change and i think that's just that where she's like this is where it's the it's the you know the moment of clarity and then like you said she passes out uh they find her and she's uh, somebody finds her and she ends up in the hospital and now they're you know you know and it's the whole thing where now that she's like out i don't know if she's in a coma i don't remember that but the but she's she's basically well, i think they had her like sedated Sedated. They found her. Yeah, when they found her, all she had on her in her hands was that that busted rosary. Right. There's the two notes I made about this hospital. Is one, they did a great job of making it look like a legit hospital. Yes. You know, like this room. You know, it's it's just the one single room that they show you for the majority of it. But it looks they got some legit equipment. You know, they didn't just uh, fake it. They got some legit equipment. But this doctor. Like this fucking doctor, like he says, he he literally. I'm like, it's a cut rate hospital. I forgot the doctor's name, but like he gives her a shot, and he's like, this should this should help her forget about the pain. I've right. done all I can. I've done all I can for. Her. Like really, you you gave her a shot. That that's it. And that's right. you sure that's all you can do for. Her? I'm sure it's a hospital. I'm sure there's plenty more you can do for. Her. Even if this <laughs> is 1978, <laughs> is there something and, else and, you and can do for? Her? And he says something else too, like. It's up to her to come back or whatever. It's like, you know, he says something kind of like, like, you know, it's in her hands now. It's up to her to come back or make it back or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's got to make it back on her own. Right. And something I, like that, which, I got to say this doctor, this actor that was playing this doctor was, was horrible. He, <laughs> when he, when he gets the syringe out and he takes the, you know, the, you know, the, whatever that, fucking medicine was that he was giving her i don't think they ever say exactly what it is you know before he's like it's up for her to find her way back and it's just like he's it's obvious he's very uncomfortable handling the syringe like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing but then again maybe it's like coming from somebody like myself who has to take you know four doses of insulin a day and i've gotten so you know Adept, right. using a, a syringe that is just second nature, but I'm like, this guy obviously never held a syringe in his life. <laughs> right, they probably handed him the prop and said, all right, stick the needle in the thing. And I'm like, all right, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it's... Like, I'm supposed to so, do what? Right, what if I stick myself? What is, you know, what do I... So, um, and then the nurse, we got to make a note in that nurse... Um, nurse Betty. Nurse Betty. And I think she, well, later on, and she, no, we'll get to that. But, uh... <clears throat> I think, uh, oh, it cuts to, this is kind of a funny scene where we, uh, so she's in the hospital and we kind of fade and then come back in and we're like in an alleyway. I think it, it ends up being, it's supposed to be by the hospital, but there's some schmuck, there's some grease bag who's like a pimp and uh, he's telling his, he's telling this poor girl to basically get the hell out back out in the street, you know, and, you know, and, and you know, make me some money. You know, well, she needs more new clothes. Well, you know, suck more dick. You know, you want new shoes? You know, fuck. You know, you know and, like, you know, he's just telling her shit yeah, like that. Yeah, because his name, I wrote down his name. Uh, the actor's name was Chris Weidman, but he plays a character called Lollipop Jones. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a name. Yeah. Hell of a name. Yeah, I love it. Well, I remember that. It's, it's funny, like, you hear, like, in the auto business when you're, like, a service writer. Well, you want more... <clears throat> You want more money? You want to raise? You know, sell more work. 
you know, some all, you know, you know, like it's like it's this thing. It's like, yo, because you want any new clothes? You want new clothes? Suck more dick. You know, like it's it's the same thing. It has a line I love. He goes, "Find a hobo to find that'll give you three dollars for a hand job." You know, right, right, right. <laughs> and buy yourself a new skirt. It's a funny scene because he's kind of a funny. He's funny, you know. He's a dick, but he's it's it's funny, you know. Well, yeah, he's, he's a total piece of shit, but he he's a great got a great cadence to his voice. The character does, and yeah. he, the dialogue they gave him is exceptionally funny. Right, it is. It's good. It is. I, I had a good chuckle there. But you're wait, you're wait, you're just wait after this scene. You're just waiting. You're like, okay, this motherfucker's gonna get his too. <laughs> right, and uh, so uh, we go back now. I think we're cutting back to the hospital, and she wakes up. And she wake up now, and she gets up, and she's wandering around. This is where. This is cool because she's she's kind of stumbling around the hospital and doesn't really know like what she's gonna do. I mean, she's got no clothes except the gown that's on her. Right, because she wakes and, up. She all she's got is the rosary and, right. and her hospital gown, and, and that's it. And hospital gown, and that's it. She's wandering through the halls. She stumbles into this room, and uh, it looks like the basement. It looks like the basement at, at when we shot. Death care with all the nurses' uniforms hanging up. <laughs> That's the note I met. I made. I actually made a note. I made a note about that. I'm like, did they repurpose Becca's old basement that we shot Death Care in? <laughs> well, I, yeah, the yeah, the Death Care videos for people that don't know or some. But we had a line of like, we had a line of nurses' uniforms. It was great, and uh, <clears throat> and so anyway, she picks out a she picks out a nurses' uniform. This is where she kind of gets in her her. You know, superhero costume. She gets this nurse's um, costume on. That nurse, that's actually a nurse uniform. She puts it on, and then there's a nurse hat there. So she gets all dressed up, and she looks like a legit nurse. You know, she's got everything—the white shoes on, uh, everything—and she kind of cleans herself up real quick, looking in the mirror, and and kind of like gets. Yeah, I, I had I made a note here. I'm like, this Haddonfield Memorial Hospital from Halloween too, because there's nobody. Oh. In the Nobody in this hospital. It's just dark, and there's nobody right. around. She's just like hospital too. Yeah, like like where are the people? Like nobody's in. The lights are off. You know, like walking around in this. Literally, there's like guy. one dude randomly pushing around a broom. That's it. That's all there right. is in this hospital. Right. So anyway, she walks out and she gets a, some stuff out of a drawer. I think that's where she gets her syringe. I guess. Anyway, sleazebag lollipop Jones there. He's hanging out in the alley. And she walks up, and of course, you know, he's a big, tall galoot, and he's going to start picking on her, too. And, hey, baby, you know. You know. And uh, so she's not having none of it. She doesn't say anything. She pulls out, uh, uh, oh, yeah, it's not a syringe. It's a, it's a scalpel. Yeah, it's a scalpel that she picked up to use to cut off her, her uh, yeah, wristband. That's it. That's it. You're right. And so she stabs uh, Fuckface, and he's like, ah, you know, he's not dead or anything. He's like bleeding. He's like, you fucker. And he's calling her names, and uh, and, I have a uh, feeling she would have left him be. And now uh, this is—you right. can tell me if I'm wrong. Or, like she, like he starts talking. Like if I ever see you again, I'm gonna fucking, you know, I'm gonna kill right. you. I'm gonna tear you apart piece by piece. And she goes back and then slices him across the face with the scalpel. I think right. she cuts like across like, his like, eyes. Yeah, across think, his eyes. It, very bloody. Very graphic. It's a fucking oh, it's a fucking great scene because you're right. She was gonna walk away, and he just kept yapping. And it was like, oh, all right, that's enough of you, fucker. She comes back, and she, like, grabs his forehead and then runs the blade across, like, under her hand, like, across his eye. You don't see it, but you see the blood pour out. It's a real good scene because they set it up really nice. And, I mean, the blood, he's like, ah! I mean, he's fucked. 
And so he falls over and whatever is screaming, whatever. And so she's walking around now. She's in town. And I do like the next scene is this kind of is this kind of a slow motion montage. Yeah. She's walking around the streets and she comes like- across Yeah, she comes across that building that has the the Jesus, Jesus saves sign sign on it, and she looks at it, and I, I think you're meant to you're meant to believe that she spa- stayed in this abandoned building overnight because it's nighttime. The next shot is just her walking along a defense line, and you know yeah. it, it, it's it's daytime. Is that transition? I think that she you know had found quote unquote solace and and stayed in this you know abandoned building. That's exactly what I thought, and I love the slow mo too. It wasn't like Total slow-mo. It was just slowed down where you could tell it was slowed down. And then, yeah, seeing the Jesus saves. Yeah, they don't really show much other than she's kind of walking in toward it. And then, yeah, the next day it's like, so, yeah, she stayed there. That's how what I think. That, that's what I understood because the, as and, it transitions uh, to daytime, she finds her old car. Right. right? Now, that, that's what that was supposed to be her old car that I right. think that, that she that, sees for that's sale. Her, it's got a for sale sign. The doors are locked, and she's trying to get in it, and then she stumbles off. And now she's just walking around. But yeah, that was her station wagon. So okay, that, thought so, thought so. Yeah, 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 exactly. So now she's uh, wandering around, and where where does she go? What build? She goes into. Um, she goes to into the building. The 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 car is sitting outside of a, a chain link fence, and she goes around to the opening in the fence and goes into the the garage. Oh. It's I think this is meant the, to be the, the junkyard guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And she find that's where she starts rummaging through all the. Uh, the uh starts rummaging through all the drawers and she finds a gun yeah and that's when that's she comes it. across the long-haired guy in the back that's behind this like beaded <laughs> curtain that's having sex with the with carla's corpse uh, <laughs> that poor carla poor carla is still being abused yeah right. so he knows how, how many days has he been dead now and this long-haired greasy dude's banging her from behind it's like jesus christ dude about the uh, line he has though the yeah. guy's having the sex with the corpse and he's like what are you some sort of fucking pervert yeah, 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 pervert. I'm trying to fuck this corpse. You know, again, you freak. And uh, so, again, I think this is a, a, another point where they use a real gun because the shotgun he pulls out, I'll be damned if it didn't look real. It looks fucking legit, dude. I, it looks like I'm sure they're using real guns here. And uh, he pulls that shotgun and she has that pistol and she shoots him right in the forehead. He Good shot. Over, drops yeah. right, drops the shotgun and then he falls over on top of Carla's back. So so now Carla's laying there dead still, and, of course, he's dead on top of her. Um, and I kind of, you know, it, it's, it's a disgusting scene, but I love the shot, like, where he's laying there bleeding out and the blood is pouring out over, yeah. like, Carla's dead face, and she's yeah. just staring, you know, eyes, staring. just dead stare. Yeah, yeah, still yeah, wide the open same staring. Stare, right, the same stare that when she was killed. And, uh, and so now, so she grabs the shotgun, so now she's got that, and now it's like it's on. It's like, okay. Yeah, she's got the pistol, she's got the right. shotgun, and she's got her old car back. Because I, I think right. she finds the keys, and the next shot is this, her driving back to it's, the drug it, den. It's kind of like that. You really could have had that Tarantino moment. Right, it's a good scene. Like, you know, these things that are happening, she's remembering. But she's got that determination in her face, and she's driving in her old car. Or a car was she? Did she get back in the station? She got in the station wagon, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back in the station. Yeah, she took the station wagon back. Right, right. And so now she's yeah. So it's great. It's like I'm in back in my fucking car, 
I got a shotgun, you know, I, you know, it's like, she's like, it's, it, this is, this is the shit we, that we, that love the people that love revenge movies, you know, now she's getting the motherfuckers, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, right, you know, like the, that yeah. pimp that she ended up killing, and uh, the the mechanic guy were just people that were merely in her way to get back to right for her to get back right. to doing what she was supposed now, to do. Now she's going to go get Bill. You know what I mean? She's like, I, yeah, I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting you, motherfuckers. And yeah, she's I, going to get the big cheese. <laughs> right, and and they're going to get it. And you know, you just saw her face. It's I love it. You know, she's not talking or doing anything. She's just driving. Yeah, that's what I like about this from here on out. I mean, from the moment that she gets knocked out and comes back to, she doesn't have any dialogue. No, I don't. No, she, I don't she, think she says anything. I don't think she, she says a, a word, even to when I, mean, I think she might say something when she finally gets to Lobo, maybe. But I'm, I don't think so. so. So we, so she's driving back now. We go back to. Uh, the three dickheads in their life and we got clint goes into the <laughs> bar where like they hang out i guess and now he uh, he obviously owes the bar guy behind the bars had about enough of fucking clint not you know and the guy behind the bar is pretty big he looks like a motherfucker he, he, he wouldn't take any shit either yeah you know? he looks like a like a hell's angel or right he's like, like that like, you know, you're not going to fucking come in and give him shit. This is his fucking bar, well, motherfucker. Yeah, because you know? he tells him straight up. He's like, you know, you owe me $75. And, like, right. you know, that, that's as much as your tab that I'm I'm putting up with. And then like, I, I love the fucking woman. Because he tells him I'm going to use your head for fucking batting practice if you don't pay up. <laughs> right. And then the woman, though, comes back. I don't know if that's his wife. or, But she comes out with a knife and, like, just from the doorway, like, you know, but basically, what she tells him to pay up or something. You know, like he's well, got. Those, I wrote down the line of dialogue. That was I was one of my favorite lines. She's like, "You pay up, or I'll cut off your fucking balls and make soup." Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you. Think I forget those things. Yes, oh, I, 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 write down, I, I wrote it down because oh, I was. Yes, alive. that is fucking great. I love that. It's like you know, like just I would love to see something like that come out. You're like, oh, I know. Okay, cool. You know, because she would. You know, you your balls would be in that soup. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> some rocky rocky mountain oyster soup right you know? exactly special today rocky mountain oyster soup and uh so anyway clint's being a fucking prick you know he throws the money at the guy and he's still talking shit the guy slaps him with the money kind of like slaps him upside the head almost like you know get the fuck out of here you know you know, fucking punk you know and so clint grabs his beer and he walks off we cut back. We're not, we don't stay here. Don't we go to, we go to, she's got the shotgun. She's throwing shells in it. Yeah. Is this a, kind of a, a quick cutaway she's scene getting, where she's loading shells in the shotgun? Then it right. cuts back to the back room of the bar where they got, um, it's not necessarily a strip club, but they got a girl dancing in the back. Yeah. It's and he right steals, now. he steals some money because he gave him all his money for the beer. He steals some money off the table that the, the, right. the waitress's tips yeah. to, He's, to he's, pay off the, the the lady dancing, <laughs> right? So, so he got oh, and I think, I think that's the girl he was trying to f have sex with in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that, that he like, that he ended up ignoring in favor ignoring, of the and, Right, and I think because I think she makes a she makes a she's she says something about that or something. You know, it's like they know each other. And well, I, well she isn't, has a line where she's like, I saw you take the money from the table. I'm not dancing right. for my own fucking tips. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, you're right. She says that. 
And um, so it's kind of like, it's just going bad for Clint. He's just looking like a dickwad. And, uh, you know, by take, especially taking the money off the table. And shit. I mean, this is all bad. Well, she trips and fa- she trips and falls, and the waitress doesn't oh, bust, bust her head open uh, God, on a yeah, yeah, broken beer bottle, and he just laughs right. at her. He thinks it's funny. Yeah, she trips and like lands on glass and like fucking fucks her face all up, and then he goes back into the bar where the guy is that has got about ready to kick his ass, and then there and he's like, you know, like yeah, hey, that dude looks serious. Fuck. He looked like he he meant business. Yeah, it's like, you know, they're laughing, you know, like, like, I mean, he's like, what, you know, her career's over, you know, nobody's going to want to look at that, you know, with her face all scarred up or something like that. And it's just like, it's a weird scene, you know, because it's a bad, yeah, because she really, you know, so it's like she's laying there bloody and Clint's, you know, kind of like laughing at it and this whole big deal. And it's like, you know, and then, and, and, you know, the dude fucking, and of course, all the guys in the bar are just, you know, fucking sleaze bags and she's laying there on the floor with this cut like a glass broke or something. And she's like just bleeding profusely from the side of her face. And, um, this is where, uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think what happened. So finally was the, the dude owns the bar has enough of his shit. And he throws him out. Then he like, like throw, he throws him out of the bar. Like, yeah, he basically you know, tells him leave or he, I think he tells him to leave or he's going to fucking kill him. Right. It's something like that. So he finally, Clint finally fucking leaves. And doesn't he like, but he doesn't really leave, leave. Doesn't he like go to the bathroom or something? I think he walks to the next building and goes and uses the, the restroom or, or unless, unless it was supposed to be like, you know, the bathroom to the place you had to go outside. It wasn't very clear, but he is going to use a bathroom. Yeah, he goes, yeah, because he goes in to use the shitter. I think, I think it's, it's pretty in, like, much like thing. an outhouse. Yeah, it's kind of there, like, but it's right by the bar. So he goes and he goes to do that, and he leaves. And so he, while he's sitting on the shitter, um, our girl Catherine sees him going in there. It's like the parking lot. She sees him go inside, so she grabs a shotgun. That's it. She walks in and she goes up, and um, and it's a cool thing because it's like I like the shot. It's like the sun's beaming on her car, and she gets out and like walks over, and she just like nonchalant. She's got it strung over her shoulder, like she's pretty confident. And she kicks the door in or whatever, and he's on the toilet, like, huh? and then she plugs him, and then twice. but we don't see yet, yeah, twice. Yeah. And then she gets in the car, and they show her peering off in the dust, and then they got a shot of him, like leaning up against the wall. And that they, was the know, one part I felt semi cheated because yeah. they just showed the aftermath of it. I felt a little yeah. cheated by Clint's death because, like, I felt like even though. It, he, he needed he a little the bit main more. bad guy. Yeah, he needed a little bit, a little bit more Cause he, payoff. Cause he's a rapist. He's the big rapist in this thing. I mean, so is Lobo. But like, he needed like I, I, I was thinking I, I would have liked to seen a headshot. You know, like because that's because she gets you know that's she used the shotgun on that. That would have been cool, just right in his face, just bang. And now you know whatever. It's okay, Tom. Go make your own movie, dickhead. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I got it. But I'm talking about as an audience member. One problem that you and I probably both have in watching movies like this, we always think to ourselves, well, I would have done it this way. Right, of course. <laughs> you're naturally going to do that. Even people that, yeah, you're naturally going to do that. So, you know, but it's, but I come at it from a fan, you know, like, oh, I just yeah. want to see the fucker's head blown off, like half his head anyway. You know, like, you know, whatever, just, you know, because he needs it. It's a revenge film. I want this fucker fucking yeah. fuck dead as fuck. You know, like his head, his face blows off something. 
or his or his balls, like shoot him in the crotch. But whatever, it's still a cool scene. He's dead. Yeah, so, he, gets, he does get his. You know, right? He gets his. Now we go to. Uh, so she pulls out of there. He's dead. She's on her way back to the house to get everybody. We got, if I remember, we go in and we've got in Marla. And she's scrubbing blood up off the floor where Carla was killed. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, they're she, finally, a, a, a two days later, cleaning right. up her blood off the floor. <laughs> so she's scrubbing, she's scrubbing away, and they'll, you know, finally clean up. She, you know, as you can tell, she looks like a little housewife, you know, it's like on her, like with a bucket of soapy water, like, eh, fuck. You know, like poor fucking woman down there scrubbing blood off, you know, like, ah, I have. You know, like, you know, thinking, like, why didn't he do this? Probably, you know, thinking, you know, right. she's over there fucking slaving away, fucking scrubbing this blood up. And um, uh, now this lady comes by. Now, who's this lady again? Is that one of the, is that one of the nurses? Am no, I, I think that, that was, uh, I thought that was the, um, the prostitute of uh, Lollipops. Oh, is that the girl that was standing? Okay, she had her hair up then. I was thinking, I'm trying yeah, to remember. She says something movie. about, you know, this, uh, I get this shit from Lollipop. Right, okay. Then that's that's that girl that was wanted new clothes and he told her to go suck more dick. <laughs> right, right. And, right, okay. So now, so so this is a cool scene. They're, she, it's, they're, uh, Marla's chopping up Coke on a mirror, like a, like a, like a vanity mirror type thing, one you hold, you know. Right, right, like, right. Around, like the round mirror, you know. And so, they're doing lines, doing the afternoon. Hey, let's do some lines, and you know, yeah, that's it because they, yeah, that's, yeah, that's her. That yeah, right, that's right. Because I was trying to, figure, I had a hard time remembering. But uh, but yeah, so they're so anyway, they're whiffing a bunch of lines. I remember like I'm thinking, I was like, my god. <laughs> so, so they're 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 doing, and then uh, this is a good. And scene they're now. really whiffing them. They're they're, they're whiffing. Yeah, they probably fucking. You know, uh, who knows what they're whiffing? Who knows? They, maybe they're who, whipping fucking real fucking whiff. You, so, know, you know, you know, maybe some real shit. But, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fucking. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like they're not faking it. Like they are whiffing it. It could be. Who knows? But so they're doing that. But it's cool because they go into you know they you know got to have a they have a cool uh, little intimate moment between the two, and uh, now they're fueled with cocaine and lust in their hearts. So yes. they're going at they're, they're going at it. And we get some more boobs. We get some more boobs, and um, we're so basically we're you know we're waiting. We know that uh, that Catherine is on her way, and uh, she's she's coming in. So where does this this is the setup for for what's going what's going to happen? They make love, have sex. I think during it. Yeah, um, she stops midway through. Holly was her name. But yeah, uh, that's it, Holly. That's because she kind of gives her between whipping lines of coke and making out. She gives her gives Marla the story about the lady that you know, which is Catherine, you know, and the nurse's outfit that took out Lollipop. And literally in the middle of it, she just gets she looks over at the big bag of coke. She gets a gets a hair up her butt and just just like, yeah, I gotta go. In the middle of fucking, she's just like, yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna you know, get. I'm gonna take my shit and leave. Yeah, yeah she's just like, yep, that, you're not going to use me to be your drug mule. I'm not going to get used like that. I'm right. out of here. Goodbye. Like, yeah, it just ends abruptly. Like, she gets mad, like, and, like, fuck, Holly gets pissed. Like, fuck you. I'm taking my shit. And then, you know, Marla, being a drug addict, like, what? What are you taking my shit? What are you doing? You know, it's, you know, like, fucking going to leave her dry. And so uh, Holly takes off. So Holly, uh, 
Holly's out of there after this, isn't she? Didn't she? Yeah, she she never pops back up again. That's right. that, that's it for Holly. But this is where we get. I know you were you had mentioned this earlier. This is where we get Lobo with Nurse Nurse Betty. Yes, she's yeah. This is a cool scene with Lobo because Nurse Betty's kind of you know she's she's there like you know she's she's definitely having fun hanging out just with. He's got some cool lines in here or something. Because oh, he says yeah. something about he's like. Um, Oh, can you get me some more? Can you get me some more morphine, oh, morphine. or something like that? Yes. yes, morphine. He says that. He says, "Hey, can you get me some morphine from the hospital?" You know, so that sets up. Oh, okay, she's a nurse. You know, that's Nurse Betty. So, well, you know, the the first time I watched it, I got past the scene. I rewound it about five minutes and watched it again. That's when I actually realized it was Nurse Betty. At first, I didn't quite, I didn't put those two and two together. Yeah, and then I'm just like, me. oh, okay, like now I see. Yeah, I was confused between the two because first when I saw Holly, I thought Holly was the nurse that was in the hospital because I knew it was one of them. And then I, and then it, and then it, it took me a second. And then he says the he says the hospital thing, and then yeah. you know okay that's the nurse and that's when you get clued into it. So um, so we're basically now on the uh, so yeah she agrees to get him more stuff and it's like ah that, that a girl or something like that. Now you're um, ready for round two. Yeah, round two. So she rolls over. You know she's loving it, and they're gonna they're gonna get ready to uh, to get busy, and to, then to uh, bang it out for a second time. We're gonna bang it out for another one. Yep, for oh, another so, bang. So, so many venereal diseases to be had in oh. this movie. So so much, so much, so much so VD, so much gonorrhea just getting right. traded around. Oh, yeah, exactly, just passing to the end. Uh, so I think our girl comes in now, isn't it? She pulls up, she looks, she gets the shotgun. I love the way she struts with the shotgun on her shoulder. You know, she's not all timid, like walking like she's. No, she's she's completely she's like, evolved at that at this point. She is not timid, Catherine anymore. She's like, she's like Chuck Connors, the rifleman. Like you know, like I got the like, like you know, like he's got a wreck that's resting on his shoulder. Like you know, yeah, bitch. So she comes in, she knocks on the door. I think Marla isn't Marla like in, going through the drug box or something. She, she goes. Was, she was snorting. Uh, she was uh, snorting more coke. I think more shit. Yeah. So yeah. she's she got now. Uh, so I think Captain, she saw the nurse's outfit and probably must have thought it probably was Nurse Betty because she was standing. Uh, Catherine was standing with her back to the to the door, right. so all she could see was the back of her head and see the nurse's outfit. Now, now as usual in these situations, you think she's got her. And she's going to get hers. Of course, the gun jams or something stupid happens. Now they get in a big fist fight. And, of course, Marla being the, you know, the stronger one, you know, she starts kind of slapping her around. And and uh, it, it's kind of a weak fight, fight scene, but it's but it's cool. She's slapping around. You're like, it's oh, scrappy. No. It's, it's yeah. not very theatric, but but it's very scrappy. It kind of reminds but, me of the 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 uh, the trailer fight scene in Kill Bill, too. Right. But it's cool. She gets uh, Catherine finally kind of gets with it. She grabs a beer bottle and she whacks Marley across the head. Marley falls, and then earlier in the thing we and that we saw the knife stuck into the wall with a bra hanging off it or something. Yeah. Uh, she she jumps up, grabs the knife. Catherine she yanks it out and she stabs Marla in the hand. So Marla's like ah. And then I remember when she let go it's of the good knife. Marla, it's a pretty good Marla, effect. It is a great effect, but I'm thinking, why would you let her go with the knife in her hand? She's going to pull the knife out and use it on you, you think. you know, like. But, so she runs off, and then uh, and then she's outside, like, ah, trying to pull the knife out. She pulls the knife out, 
turns around uh, and Catherine's there. She turns over like, I don't, I don't know, some junk sitting there. She sees a machete, grabs it. She pulls a machete out and she rams the machete in the Marla's belly and kills yeah, her. Pretty much guts her. That right she guts, right. So she's done. And then Marla's on her knees or something. They show a scene where she raises up like she, they could have showed her hitting her skull with it. But again, it's, they didn't. But it looked like she was going to come down with a final whack. But they sell that, though, because, yeah, well, I, I could tell why they did it, because they saved it. Well, yeah, because it's pretty right. much about 30 seconds later that they right. sell it, where you cut back to Lobo's having sex with Nurse Betty again when uh, Catherine comes back with the machete. Right. Now, Catherine's carrying something, and then we realize he throws, she throws this thing at him, and then it turns out, lands on the floor, and it turns out to be Marla's head. And it's a pretty good way they did that. And uh, so Marla, Marla's head's there. And, 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 of course, the nurse, Betty, she's off in the corner screaming. She doesn't do anything to Nurse Betty, which is cool. She basically takes – now, asshole fucking, uh, fucking Lobo turns around to get his knife under the pillow. When he bends over, his ass is in the air. And Catherine takes the machete and rams it right into his ass. And then, of course, it's oh. like, ah, this is great. Well, like so he tries, he tries the sweet talker. He's like, "Well, you should be thanking me." He's like, "After all, right. I popped your cherry, so put that thing down before you hurt right, somebody." Right. And it's just like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and rightly so." He gets his right up the asshole. Right, but he's yeah, he says he's still being a shit. You know, like, "Ah, oh, you should be thanking me. I popped your cherry." You know, like, yeah. like and, then it, and then it's still cool because it's good to set that up. And then when she gets him in the asshole, she takes that, and then then it's like she goes in and out, in and out with it. And of course, they show the blood splatting on Nurse Betty. They show the blood spring on all over Catherine, and it's really cool. And then, of course, he's done. She walks outside. She's covered in blood. She's in the car now, and now it's pretty much over as far as she's got everybody. They're all dead. She's. Uh, I think Nurse Betty's fine. I don't think she killed Nurse Betty. No, um, no. Which I is mean, good. there was really no need to. There was no know. need to, and I'm glad she didn't. She pulls off now. This. She pulls off and she's in. She's off the side of the road and she's just kind of sitting there in a car now. And it's like it's all hitting her. She's washing up on her. She's like, uh, she's sitting in the car and it's just like she, you know, she's covered in blood. She's fucking killed everybody she needs to kill. She kind of breaks down, and starts crying. Breaks and down. She's having a meltdown as anybody would. She's kind of losing it, crying. She reaches over. The pistol's on the seat. She pulls the pistol up. And bang, she pulls she the trigger, her. and we cut to black. Now, as a person who writes, as you do, that's like probably a pretty cool way to end it. As a viewer, I was like, "Oh man, did she have to kill herself?" Like, it's like I yeah. kind of wish she would have not like killed herself. I kind of wish she would have lived. I, I, yeah, I kind of like, wish I, it would have just ended it on her just driving away. Yeah, that final shot driving, of just her, her yeah. drive. That, thank you. That's what I thought. I go. What if, she could have put the gun to her head and then threw it on the floor and then put it in drive and then just set down the highway. Like, okay. She was to me, gonna, a good way to end it would have been like she, where it would have been like the Russian roulette to mirror the Russian roulette scene from before. Put the gun to her head, pull the trigger, it clicks empty, and then she just puts it down and drives off. Oh, uh, see, that would have been fucking great. Like she went to do it, click, and it was like, oh, and it was like almost like you could do a. That was God's sign. They're like, no, you're not going to die. 
You're not fucking, nope. you know, like, no. You, you ain't gonna kill that, yourself. This ain't your way out. You were going to kill yourself, but you're not. You got more, you know, you're going to live. Now get in the car and go. You know, like, you know, you could have went there, like, just that thought. You could have, of course, you could read into it all you want, but I love what you said there. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Like, she's going to kill herself. She pulls the trigger. We hear a click. And then, yeah, and then just throws the fucking gun down and fucking goes on. I like going down the highway, the highway shot, just the open highway and that fucking, that, that station wagon just barreling down the highway and her just like, you know, that would have been cool. I, yeah. I'm really bummed out she killed herself. I get, I get why any writer would have written that. I get it. But I wish she didn't kill herself. That yeah, really bummed me out. That yeah, really it, just, it was kind of a bummer. It was just like sad ending. Yeah. Sad ending. Yes, I, I was, I was bummed out big time. I was like, oh, man, you know what? Could have ended it five seconds before. It could have just ended with her just driving down the highway before I, she pulled over, you know? But, yeah. And, oh, and well, it's, the, so, it's, it's not, not our now. movie. And it, so, it's you not know, our you movie, got... you know, and we and everybody could put their two cents in and come up with their own ending. But that's not, you know, we didn't make the movie. <laughs> so, right on, right on. But, uh, yeah, that's but anyway. the end of, end of our flick, you know, and uh, that's it. It's it's an exhausting movie, and it's not exhausting because it's long or exhausting because it's boring. It's just so visceral, you know, yeah. throughout it that it, it's very tiring to watch. Uh, it'll probably be a long time before I watch it again. Not saying that I didn't like it, but just it'll it'll be a while before I pop this one on right. ever again. Right. But that being said, let's go ahead and get into our final thoughts and rate this sucker. Uh, go ahead, Tom. You know as well as I do, we do rating on a scale from 1 to 10, so have at it. Well, I I think this movie, now and, and now that we've been talking about it and kind of taking it down, tearing it apart, I think, I'm, I think I liked it more now than I did earlier when I go to watch it. And I, again, I did watch it years ago. So, and, and back then, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I watched it again the other day, and I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool. I was thinking, all right, you know, and, I, but, and then I was like, it didn't wow me to death, you know, I, I like, but then, like, now just kind of analyzing and stuff like that, I'm like, you know, as far as a film goes and a filmmaker goes, like, they hit, they hit all the, you know, they hit all the notes for what they're trying to do, and, and they, they went out of their way, they, you know, to make it look the way it should have looked, you know, they went all the way, uh, they, they made it, uh, you know, they hit all the, as far as a grindhouse movie goes, you know, they hit all the notes there. Uh, they gave everybody what, you know, they gave plenty of nudity. There was no shortage there. Whether you needed every scene, you, you know, or not, whatever, but that was a choice. And then, um, you know, story-wise, you know, they had, you know, in their cast, you know, they had really good villains and, 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 uh, and you know, and, you know, you could pick it apart as far as, you know, any little fault here and there, but overall as a grindhouse film, I think they did a pretty good job. And I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this movie an eight. I think, I think it was, I think they did, they did a pretty good job really trying to make a movie in 2009 that looked like something that was out of 1979. You know what I mean? It was like, they, right, they, right. they, they did a good job. They hit the notes. And, and so I, I liked it a lot more and I, than I think I did. You know what I mean? Is like, yeah, like you know, it more than you did the first time around. Right, right. I did. I remember because I remember we. I, I I couldn't remember that. And we talked about watching. It. I'm like, I, I think something tells me I, I have this movie. 
You know, like, I think so I, I remember think you saying uh, something to the effect, like, I can't remember if I liked it or not. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, you know, like, yeah, I remember, like, it didn't, it wasn't one of these ones in my memory, like, I watched a movie 30 years ago, and I haven't seen it since, like, oh, fuck, I love that movie. Like, I couldn't remember, like, if I liked it or not. And I watched it again, I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool. They did a good job. They tried to make a Grindhouse movie, and they succeeded. Um, so Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it an eight. I like the movie, you know, it, you know, I, again, you can, as with every movie we watch, we can pick things we love and, and hated and could have done this better. Again, we just talked about the ending, but it's neither here nor there. That's the way, this is the movie. That this was what made. we have. And this is what we're watching, you know? So, you know, all these other things aren't even relevant. Well, I'm coming in pretty close to you. I'm coming in slightly lower. I'm coming in at a seven. Uh, you know, I think the strong points of this movie is the colorful villains. I mean, they're straight out of a comic book, straight out of like comic book. You know what I mean? Grindhousey kind of uh, villains you. and whatnot. And I think the you know I mean the strong points of this movie is the grittiness. It's it really hits all those grindhouse exploitation notes. It hits every single one of them. It hits it with like like hitting a nail on the head with a jackhammer. It drives them home pretty intensely. And the strongest point of this movie is the fact that you've already mentioned is that you know even though they don't tell you what year this is taking place, you you know this is taking place in the seventies. You don't right. have to be told that it's nineteen seventy four or nineteen seventy nine. You know uh, they did a great job of making it look like the seventies without having to add the grindhouse style you know pops and scratches. Not that I necessarily dislike that, but every once in a while I like to see a movie that's just taking place in that era solely for that era they're not telling you hey you're watching an old movie no you're watching a movie that takes place in that era and right. I, I really like that now some of the acting is a slight bit un uneven i kind of was pissed off that they did the bait and switch with dave farich I mean, starring dave farich and he's in like a minute and yeah. a half of it and the the music you know whilst a lot of the music is really good but when they replay those that grindhouse, you know, that Rodriguez and Tarantino grindhouse theme that's just slightly changed. It's just, yeah. I, I like that theme, don't get me wrong, but it takes me out of it. It's just like, oh man, like, you obviously right. had somebody make original music for it because the original music is all over the place in this movie. Right. But right. but it, it was just a few things that took took me out of it a little bit, but it's still, you know, it's just like I, I often say, it's the difference between a great movie and a good movie. This is just a good movie. It's not great, but it's still at, at a seven. You know, I feel like I can recommend it to uh, especially the, you know, to Grindhouse and exploitation style, you know, movie fans. But I feel like I could even recommend it to just your, you know, your average, you know, run of the mill horror fans. It's got a little bit of something for everybody. It might be a little too graphic, you know, be a little bit too, too graphic for some people. But, you know, that, that it's just. Part of why we're here, we're covering the exploitation genre, and and this definitely is a great modern day—not a great, but a good modern day—you know, exploitation film. Yes, sir. I that agree. Being, that being said, I think we'll put a pin in this one for the evening. I know it's been a long day for both of us. I got another yes. show. I got another show to record in in a couple hours, and I got a production meeting call that I got to do here on Zoom in a little while. But uh, folks, just so you know, we've got a show here uh, that we're going to be recording here, Tom and I. We got a big one. I, I think we could uh, 
we can let it out of the bag, but we're going to be doing a show on the great, the the one of the ultimate in horror movies, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. We're going to be reviewing that here in a couple of weeks for the sequel to Deja Vu show. That is a, a big time favorite of mine. I know it's a, a huge favorite of yours, and uh, we're, we're going to have to set aside. Usually we record for an hour, hour and a half. We may have to set aside a big chunk of time for this one because I know we got a lot to say on this one. Absolutely, and I couldn't be more happy to be. I mean, that you know what I feel about Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I mean, yes. obviously, Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, the original is like probably the greatest horror movie ever made. But as a sequel, oh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two is just one of those movies. It's like it's like one of my go home feel good movies. It's like mashed potatoes and gravy. It's like I I love the. It's movie. a comfort food movie. It. See, it is, and I watch it. I watch it a few times a year. Um, you know, just because I like to watch it and I'll just put it on out of there. It's one of those movies that I just, I just love to watch over and over again and it's, it's got everything. So, uh, okay. I know we're not reviewing it now because I could just start in reviewing it now. Right. right, I, right. I, 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 I love it. type of what movie, a, you know, I never perfect. need an excuse to watch right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre exactly. Part 2. I never need one, yes. but yes. I love one. Because <laughs> right. I've, I've seen yeah, it exactly. enough times, I could, I could, I could, uh, I could even, you know, tell you by heart all the cutscenes that came that came out of that movie. You know, I've seen them so many times, but I never need an excuse. But I love to have one to watch that again. <laughs> Absolutely, it is one. It's a it's a treasure. It's it's a treat to watch, and I'm very honored to be part of uh, the review, uh, being able to get on the show with you and, and do the do uh, do Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. It's one of my favorite all time movies. Not just a sequel. I'm just talking about movies in general. It's one of my faves, and right, right. And thank you for letting me be a part of it because it's a, it's definitely, it's definitely one of my faves ever. Well, we'll get that knocked out here. What in uh, what two weeks from today we'll be recording oh, that thanks. one. So it'll probably drop by the uh, it'll drop sometime in August, folks. So be on the lookout for that one. And once again, uh, we want to thank you as always for uh, your patronage to Cinema Degeneration and listening to Grindhouse Pizzeria amongst our many other shows. So if you can, you know, subscribe to our Podbean channel, give us a rating or review on uh, you know Google Podcasts or, or on iTunes, anywhere you uh, get your fine podcast, wherever fine podcasts are sold, give give us a rating, a review, hopefully a good one. But and more importantly, always keep listening and just keep coming back to more here at the Grindhouse Pizzeria. Can we help you? Scammer you too, broads playing. Haven't seen you around here. You lobos, new girls. Let me handle this. Out of my way, little man. Grown-ups are passing through. Don't you have some bugs to eat or something? You can't be selling stuff on my turf. I can't afford to look weak. Listen here, you little punk. I have no problem smacking around a little snot-nosed boy like you. 